Welcome to Best in Class, the podcast where we talk about the best versions of the best cars. Thank you for joining me, your lovely host, Adam, and my good friend here, Steve. Hello, hello. Hello, as we argue over when our favorite cars were at the top of their game. How are we doing tonight, Steve? Good, actually. Uh, oh, actually. Oh, yeah. uh-oh. It's, did, it's... did your mail order bride come in? Inappropriate. Inappropriate. <laughs> Inappropriate. Wow. wow. Um, uh, we're a little less uh, land less landslides in Malibu, so we can actually drive uh, on the roads. So yeah, things are improving out here in the wild. I thought that wasn't a problem since you have a, uh, a, a what do you have? You have a Defender. Yeah, come on. Fake interest that we actually- I'm literally <laughs> reading our sheet and seeing different <laughs> car names and I can't think of something different. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I can't multitask. <laughs> it's just unfortunately like, traffic and havoc and so but it's yeah. all better now. it's all good yeah. so it's just annoying oh good but it does keep all the like porsche people out on the weekends which is nice it's true i have not been up there screaming through the canyons yeah. because yeah. there's so. rocks on the road now and i don't yeah. want to hurt my paint i know i know yeah <laughs> yeah yeah all the, i have uh, i have the, great yeah. news for you oh I, i'm ready I'm, oh, did the discovery fail the disco past smog flying colors first try this. Did, e- did either of the owners pass? <laughs> this $2,000 car continues to surprise and delight in the best way. <laughs> we oh, are Lord. legal, brother. <laughs> we are going. How are the tires doing? They're fine. They're only five years old. They're not even cracked yet. We're just going to roll with them. It's fine. <sighs> okay. What about, what about the Porsche? The Porsche's got to be bad. Uh, The brakes, the 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 brakes need to be replaced just the pads the little sensor went off but i looked at them today there's plenty left and so i'll order the new sensors and do that next week so it's fine all right that's two cars working in the cayenne (laughs) is that broken no the cayenne is working the bmw's working everything's working so everything is about to go to hell because everything's moderately working well um i did get my car back for my ferrari back for a brief moment and I, being the good owner that I am, was like, oh, it's due for an oil change. And I How would can it be due me. for an oil change when you never drive it? Well, because it's been a while. Yeah. And so um, I took it to the, the repair shop. And, and they're very nice and very helpful. But, of course, there's a person in there with a perfect 77 308 that's being just, like, prepared for sale. Right? So naturally, they pull my next to it, and they're like, yours doesn't sound right. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And so it's always, you know, and they're all walking around the car, and they're like, have you looked at this? Have you know?" So my little simple oil change now is a little more extensive. So yeah. I, I figured you'd bring some, find some joy in that. Yeah. I, one, I do. I don't understand how you don't know. This is what mechanics do. Oh, they, I know. They create know. a list. Like, this is how they pay their mortgage. Why do you I know. fall for oh, it I know. every time? Just because that's part of the experience. You know, your screw, your screws don't need to be rechromed every year. It's okay. Oh, oh they it, do. I, <laughs> I had to get them re-emblemed. Anyway. 
<laughs> so your cars are great. Mine is not. Yep. So um, yeah. I have not been able to drive around in the mud out here, which which could be an adventure. So I know that it's still rainy and cold in Malibu because I can hear your heater in the background. I know you're staying warm. That's cool. That's great. I just it, want can to, you still I, hear it? Can I just want everyone to know that that little buzzing behind Steve is okay. Him. Hang on. I'm going to go fix He's that. He's curled right up back. on Hang his on. couch <laughs> in a blanket trying to stay warm in his drafty Malibu mansion that he probably inherited from a Playboy bunny or something. <laughs> uh, well, why he's gone, uh, we can move on and not talk about him anymore. Uh, today, we are talking about the king of the corner office. Is that better? Yeah. Yes, it is. Okay. The okay. Bavarian bomber and yuppie car of choice. We are, of course, talking about the BMW 5 Series. And because Steve and I generally hate bmw owners with a that's, passion that's a strong word that's not, <laughs> that's not what i would that's only when i talk about you we have brought on a friend today to explain to us the virtues of the bmw 5 series uh everyone uh please give a nice round of applause i guess to our friend simon welcome simon hello thank you thank you happy to be here uh, excited to talk all things bmw 5 series even though Simon is currently sitting in his Porsche, using it as a sound booth to join us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> We're going to yeah, talk about that's BMWs. Why... <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Are you, are you in your Porsche right now? Are you really? I, I am. You know, um, kiddos inside, the only place I can hide. So I'm are you saying in the car. Is the sound deadening in the BMW not functional? Oh, I actually don't even own a BMW anymore. Oh, um, my goodness. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yep. I, yep. I like this. That's evolution. You're, you're improving. That's good. <laughs> that's right. I'm a man of sophisticated taste. Exactly. Gentlemen. That's a healthy sign. To a Porsche. Yeah. Uh, what Porsche are you sitting in, by the way? Do we get to know? 996. Um, okay. I can get that, nerdy about it if you want. But is I that, is that the silver that. one? Is that the silver one? No. Why are no, you it's the this ugliest up, one. It's a, it's a fried egg 911. Okay. Yep. Uh, all right, Adam, you want to you wanna talk about why we're doing a BMW yet again? Uh, I would first like to hear Simon's BMW and specifically 5 Series history, and then we'll go over the car's history. All right. All right, so the, my ownership of a 5 Series actually was really short and kind of funny how it ended up that way. I was looking for an E30, and this M5 kept popping up when I was searching. And finally one day I said, you know what? motion at work i deserve something better than an e30 and i bought the e34 m5 enjoyed it for uh, about a year until i started discovering all the fun stuff that an s38 motor needs at 120,000 miles and you guys want to take a guess at how many miles it had when i bought it 119,000 miles no right at 120 yeah okay. so the whole okay. time i was driving it was essentially the ticking time bomb and uh, nothing happened in my year of ownership, but I won't worry about what the next owner had to deal with. That was his problem. <laughs> what, uh, what, what do you like about the five series? Why is it, why not a three? Why not a, a t totally different car? Um, plenty of space, believe it or okay. not. Um, the 530, the, the five series that I bought was an E34. So like mid nineties generation. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's probably smaller than a modern three series inside, 
but more than enough space to haul, you know, the family. Um, I still today, like I just bought a daily driver a couple weeks ago and I was looking at uh, E34s again and E39s. And so this topic is uh, near and dear to my heart because I almost bought one again, but I didn't. I bought something else totally different. So uh, what that says about the ownership experience, I don't know. <laughs> we'll just leave that as it is. So. Did you come from a family of BMWs or did you, friends have some or how'd you get into it? Like nobody in my family is a gearhead. Uh, my dad, I grew up, uh, I learned stick in his Datsun. And then uh, my mom had a Jag XJ6 at one yes. point. Yes. Yeah, that was nice. a nightmare. And as a kid, I had to clean <laughs> wire wheels. Yes. So I will never. Ever Did you have to clean them? Did you have to wash them? Yeah. Yeah. That was. Yeah. Those wire wheels were. Yeah. Never clean. Uh huh. As much time uh -huh. as I spent cleaning them, they were never. That's a clean. proper childhood right there. Yeah. 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 I I started with basically Mark One, Mark Two BWs. Okay. Um, and then you know I was making more money and so i thought hey it's time to get some rear wheel drive german cars and i couldn't afford an air-cooled 911 like some other people on this podcast oh and, that's not and, a, it's not a real uh, one it's okay it's, yeah. not, it's a replica it's a replica <laughs> i know uh and those are the best ones you know the ones that are you can drive that don't cost as much money as the real don't, ones so. don't give them any compliments don't no this is because yeah, i gotta don't. balance it out yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Okay. Okay. Some jazz thrown later. And um, do, you, yeah. do you participate in these um, these oil nights or whatever? Oil change nights, Steve. Okay. You wouldn't okay. know. No. <laughs> no. I, I have because um, I don't like paying people to change my oil. Um, I'm also kind of lazy to do it myself. So the oil change night becomes a great way for me to force myself to change the oil. Um. I've, I think I've done officially one, official unofficially two, but uh, there was an issue with the drain plug that um, I'm sure Adam is excited to roast me about. But an, an issue? What? 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 Yeah. It only took a couple months. <laughs> yeah. Previous owner stripped it, and uh, I changed the oil once at the oil change night, and then I was like, I need to buy a new one, and then I forgot. And when the oil change night came up, I had my oil, I had the filter, uh, but I did not have a drain plug. And we still attempted to take it out, but we just made it worse. So, nice. Yep. I That's jacked it up. I got underneath it. We made it worse. I put the car back down and I let the next person change their oil. <laughs> and then everyone talked trash the rest of the night. That's that's that sounds yeah. Mm -hmm. That's why. You see I don't, what yeah. fun it is? No. Oh, it is. No. no. I that's why so I'm happy to. I talk so much trash at these oil to, change nights. Uh, no. I I definitely had it coming. So. See, Steve, you know? we don't go around people's cars and give them a eight and a half by eleven list of everything that's wrong with it, and they can gladly pay us to fix it. See, mm -hmm. we don't do that. Yeah, that's no. okay. I'm fine with it. That's, <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. that's how I was raised. Yeah. All right. With a silver spoon. Oh, All right, oh, let's don't even talk. Let's don't even start. Let's talk five RX seven. Let's yeah, talk five series. Let's do it. Um, yes. I'm gonna go through some history. Jeez, Utah um, royalty over here. But go ahead. Uh, both Stephen Simon and our uh, our listeners at home. I'm sorry for all the nomenclature you're about to hear. It's just oh, it's how painful. BMW rolls. It's painful. 
Painful. We'll go as quickly as we can. Uh, all right, the BMW 5 Series. Uh, this is obviously their middle of the range in between their 3 Series and uh, 7 Series. It was launched in 1972. It has lasted eight generations so far. Um, this reinstated BMW's pre-war series naming of, you know, 5 Series, 3 Series, 7 Series. Uh, how they doing? How they doing the war? Is it not... <laughs> Did not, go, did not go well was it when you say pre-war was it just destroyed i don't i don't okay okay sorry god go ahead. i mean to be clear i'm pretty sure they made lots of money let's just put that out there I'm, I'm sure it all went to switzerland but go ahead yeah um before the five series there was you know things like the 2002 and things it wasn't a series of cars now you had the five series um sat in the middle of the lineup uh, the first generation was from 1972 to 1981. Now, BMW fans and the company like to name everything, engines and cars and everything, with little alphanumerics. Uh, it's really tedious, and I can't keep track of them, but we're going to go through them. So the first generation is called the E12. That is the last we will mention that. It replaced the 2002, uh, came in four cylinders and eventually six, and there was no M5 available. Second generation, 1981 to 1988. This one was called the E28 for some reason. Also four cylinders, six cylinders, and now a diesel. Very fun. Uh, first M5 series with ABS. And this was apparently important that it made it onto the buying guide. This is the first <laughs> center console angled towards the driver in a 5 series. This is cutting edge stuff here from BMW. Uh, yeah, Simon, can you jump in here and make any of this interesting? Like, what? What? Listen, listen. Yeah, yeah. Driving machine. <laughs> that means All the right. passengers don't matter. Angle everything to the driver. Nice, nice. Yeah, uh, this, yeah. Sounds like Adam. But go ahead. This '80s generation yeah. was the first. Uh, iteration shall we say of the m5 it's the first uh showing of that next move on to the third generation 88 to 96 so mid 90s this one's called the e34 why not uh you got nine different engine families during this car's lifetime four cylinder six cylinder v8 and six cylinder diesel um this was the first wagon available in a five series and the first time all-wheel drive was available moving on Fourth generation. Look, we're already halfway done. 95 to 2003. This is the E39. Uh, first 5 Series with aluminum components in the front suspension. Also, for some reason, that's important. Fine. Uh, it was bigger than the previous generation, but also lighter because of all the aluminum. Um, it was the first 5 Series with a 4-cylinder diesel engine. Fine. Uh, fifth generation, 2004 to 2010. This is the E60. Uh, this was the Chris Spangle era. This is the Dane yep. Edna curvy headlights. Uh, you've got iDrive. You've got a heads-up display, active cruise control, active steering and voice control, regenerative braking, a bunch of stuff that's going to break. Adaptive headlights, night vision, active headrests, lane departure warnings. Obviously, they crammed the tech into this one from the previous generation when they were much simpler. Uh, this was the first five series available with a turbocharged engine, at least a, uh, pet, uh, gasoline engine, not turbo, uh, not diesel. I mean, and a six speed transmission. Uh, I'm sorry to say your center console no longer angled towards the driver. 
And this M5 generation had a freaking V10 in it, which is bizarro. Uh, sixth generation, 2010 to 2017. We have gone from the alphanumerics being E something. Now we've jumped to the Fs. This is the F10. Oh, uh, boy. How much longer? How much only a only yeah. couple more. Uh, you could get a sedan and a wagon <laughs> and now something called a Gran Turismo and a long wheelbase. That one was only available in China and somewhere in South America, I believe. Uh, this No, Dubai, excuse me. Really this, good research here. This yeah. is good. <laughs> really strong. This is your first five series with a hybrid drivetrain. You also got active wheel steering and an LCD instrument cluster and automatic parking. First turbocharged V8 engine, eight-speed automatic transmission, and a dual clutch. Moving on, seventh generation, 2017 to 2023. This is the G30. We were only in the Fs for one generation. We're already in the Gs. Uh, The Gran Turismo wagon awfulness dies. This was built on the 7 Series platform. And finally, this year, we get the eighth generation, the G60, uh, you get either a 255 horsepower four cylinder, you get a almost 400 horsepower six cylinder, and that's all it's announced so far, or a hybrid, and now a full electric one called the i5. That is the history of the five series. Simon, what did I get wrong? Um, I mean, you could have just stopped after E60, um, <laughs> you know, the rest. Once they went to the F and the G, it's just like, <laughs> Nah. They're pretty bland. Yeah. I think you forgot to mention how much bigger the grills got with each generation. <laughs> that's, that's true. Because I did not get into the that. Entire front end of the car. So <laughs> Yeah. I did not get into that. I like how you just glanced right over the Dame Edna headlights and didn't I mean do you how many people actually know what that is in our listeners? I'm gonna go with very little. <laughs> I can't be I, in charge of educating everyone. That's true. Uh, Simon, I liked how you were talking about things failing on the e- E60 generation because those V10 motors, as amazing as they are, are nightmares to keep maintained. Um, everyone talks yeah. about bubble era Japan when we got the Supra RX-7, 3000 GT, all that. But the early 2000s was like a weird era for BMW when the M5 had a V10, the M3 had a V8. Like they were just spending money like crazy and making really cool cars that were needlessly complicated, but super fun. Yeah, they came with like rod bearings that like fail, that were like going to fail like right out of the box. I mean, talk about service that would make your Ferrari bill look uh, reasonable. Well, I know, but also at the end, I end up with a Ferrari, right? So at least. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like that. That statement is so ready for you because you have to bring it out all the time. It's exactly. Just... <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's okay. More, like more than reflex. you can afford, pal. What? What? You know what? I've got some good 308 versus 5 Series links for later in the in the, in the <laughs> here. I want to talk about, so how, what's the feeling on this Chris Bangle guy? Do you think it's aged better? Has it gotten better? Or are you guys still? Simon, no? I'll let you go first. I think the 7 Series, uh, which was the first of his designs, um, will, will always be just nasty. Because um, mm. that's when they, they really tried to push the envelope. And then, you know, they, they had the freak out and then they dialed it back, right? So I think the E60 doesn't look bad, but the tech is what is, is killing that car. 
Um, I think the Z4, which is the, you know, three series convertible basically at this point. Um, I think that one actually is attractive, but that's kind of it. And then they went back to, they softened everything up after that. So I, I remember when it came out, I actually didn't hate it. And then it kind of got better for me. And now as it's age and age, it is seeming to get worse. I think because they went away from it, they went back to pretty normal looking. It was just like a little blip in the era. And now I think they're not aging well at all. What do you think, Steve? I'm I'm getting like 996 PTSD from like the things that I'm hearing. It feels directly <laughs> on the car I'm sitting in. But I mean, essentially, me. you know, the BMWs are like Porsches. They all roughly look the same. Um, so, I mean, there's no real difference, uh, but I mean, I guess as a business park machine, um, I mean, Steve, you're the only it. one here with any training in aesthetics. So I know that's, that's why my opinion counts and they all look, they all look the same. It's, it's roughly the same thing. Yeah. Um, what would I want to ask? Okay. So I never know. I know, I know. So all these, I mean, there's a lot of versions of these things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's um, a storied nameplate that's lived on for generations. That's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Uh, Simon, you got any uh, interesting uh, tidbits about the uh, 5 Series since you've had one? Any kind of weird things? Well, I mean, there's they're famous in movies. I don't know if you guys are going to get well, to that. We're going to get to that. We'll get to that. Okay. More of like like odd things about the car like when you're driving it like you know, like center consoles angled towards the driver as yes. a feature. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, ultimate driving machine, you know, like when when this was their core philosophy at BMW, it's hard to argue against what they did because front engine, rear wheel drive, they all came with the manual and I will say they're one of the few car companies that still produce a manual. Looking at you, Ferrari. I mean, they're also not in Formula One, so they don't really know about racing. So I mean, <laughs> it's it's I understand in the little sports car stuff that you know, but that's okay. I see what you're saying. They're racing, they're racing in uh, you know, uh, um, world touring car. They they're still out no, there no, doing it. They the the gentleman racing series. They they do great. I think they do very well in that stuff. Like the bigger leagues, right. it seems to be a struggle. Yeah. See, it's easy to make fun of Steve, but he always has a comeback ready to go. He's very good at that. <laughs> I mean, you have a Ferrari and you want to talk about F1, so probably shouldn't be bringing that up. What are you talking talk about? about? We have a we have a storied history. We just struggle in the pit stops. It's okay. Yeah. We just right. struggle. And, we and we struggle at stopping. And, uh... <laughs> Whatever. I know, but that's all the boring stuff. The cars look great. <laughs> I mean, the glamour, you know. Yeah. So um, if you if you drive a five series, let's say yeah. a brand, brand new one. Mm -hmm. What does that say about you? Because you're not in the three series. You're not. I just got my first luxury car. And you're not in the seven series of I'm getting ready to retire. You're in the five series. What does that say? Simon, go ahead. I'll let you go. You're asking me. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That says I just got a promotion and I've got more money to spend than I know what to do with. And I don't realize what kind of chaos I have ahead of me. I should not have bought this brand new BMW. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Even the new ones yeah. are still problematic. Yeah, well, I would say if, if you've got like a three-year lease, yeah. you're probably fine. 
Yeah. You definitely don't want to be the, you know, the second owner like dilemma. Yeah. Uh, you definitely don't want to be the second. Definitely don't want to be the third owner on any modern BMW. I, I mean, that probably goes from like the 2000s and up to be perfectly fair. Lots of complicated bushings that need to be replaced. It never is going to feel right until you spent more money Then you probably should have just bought a brand new car. Interesting. All right, Adam, what are your thoughts yeah. on, the, on the five series driver? If the three series is the beginner and the seven series is I need to show everyone how much money I have. It's very important to me. You know that I'm rich. The five series is this middle ground of like, I'm quietly confident of, I make more money than you, but I can still park my car in a parking lot. It's not a massive yacht. Like the five series is this nice little Goldilocks in their range. Have you seen the new ones? They're yachts. Everything is big, but compared to the seven series, you know, which is basically a tiny SUV. So Yeah. yeah, the five series is this nice little, like quietly confident. Where in the corporate structure is the five series? middle management middle management management, for sure yeah Yeah. okay okay now if you happen to get a five series with a manual because fact check me i'm pretty sure you still can um that says i'm classy but i'm still sporty no not a new one like a vintage one sure but there's no way you're buying a brand new five series which is still more complicated than the space shuttle and getting a manual and it seems like a good idea no you're just making your life difficult they're hooligans they they have twin turbo inline sixes with way too much power and you can still get them with the stick at least in the three and the fours i'm checking right i don't know about the five series i'm checking right now For, for a while that was the thing right like i'm i'm middle management but i'm also kind of a badass when BMW launched this car, the marketing people gave it the name the new class, and that was in 1961. No, that was the uh, previous one, homie. I don't think so. This replaced the new class. What is that right? Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. What did they call this I one? So. What did they call this no. one? The 2002 was the new class. Okay, that's yeah. So this replaced totally it. wrong. Yeah. All You're right. doing great. Just great doing, research. I can't even read my own document. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You, you, everyone okay. talk amongst yourselves. I'm, okay. I'm building an M5. I'm uh, sorry, a five series right now online <laughs> to try to get manual. All right. I've got a couple of fun things for you, Simon. Uh, okay. In 1997, BMW offered a 540 protection model. Have you heard about this? So, um, I'm assuming it's armored. Yes, it's the first standard light arm and security car. So you had armored glass doors, um, and it only weighed 365 pounds more uh, than the average 5 Series. I I was just about to make a comment about how much more weight it was. That actually is impressive. It's it's not bad, but I do have, uh, in case you're curious, um, let's see, I think I have weight... Um, for the five series versus what, what do you think the five series weighs in at today? Yeah, let's do a brand oh, new one. Oh, geez. Uh, like 4,500 pounds. I don't know what that is in kilograms. Uh, two plus tons. <laughs> you think that's, hang on, let's see if we can find it. Uh, it's, it's gotten bad. I know like the three and the four series are like tickling 4,000 pounds, which is just embarrassing. 
what was the one that you had? P thirty four M five. So that was that a 90, 90, 91, 92, something like that. I think even those ones were at thirty eight hundred pounds. Yeah, um, but they were like fully optioned to the T. Bigger brakes. It was a heavier engine. Dual overhead cam. Twenty four valve. Yada yada yada. It just added up. We're at about four thousand pounds for a twenty twenty four five series. That is shockingly <laughs> impressive. <laughs> that's that's a lot of weight. That's a lot of weight. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Adam, are yeah. you still building? I am, and I'm okay. not. I'm not seeing. I, I'm. I'm. I've. I went with the bargain basement version, figuring that I could quote in manual so now i'm going to the top trim sporty one to see if i can get manual there but so far it's not looking good i'm almost done okay so usually yeah. when we go through these simon uh some of our our ratings to make a great car is was it ever a race car and was it ever a police car so i just uh i have a link here and it's showing me uh the bmw5 police car so you, at least you went to say that. definitely yeah i was gonna say it should have been a police car I don't think they ever raced the five series. No, I don't think so. Yeah. Not from the factory, but I'm sure someone has, but yeah, they did the police cars through several generations. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Simon, I think you're full of it. I can't find any way to put a manual on this car. All right. It's gotta be in the three series then. And that's kind of where they've, they're hanging on by a thread, but like, you know, so is the whole car market when it comes to, pedals so far went out for bmw we're, we're losing whatever was left <laughs> um and when you get a chance uh i'll share a link with you simon of uh jeremy clarkson's review of the five series in 1995 it's worth oh, a watch he, obviously he probably loved it uh his quote was uh <laughs> Fast enough to keep Diana ahead of the paparazzi, which in 1995. Yeah. (laughs) So that's a tough, that's a tough one. But uh, that one has not aged well. No, no. So, uh, but he. But at the time, not in poor taste. I won't share that with my wife. Oh, she she... likes Jeremy Clarkson. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, so the question, and when I watched the video, one of the things that came up is, how much um, are brand loyalists BMW owners? Do you think? Uh, I think they're up there with Porsche and Ferrari. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I think. I mean, look what happened to you, Simon. You bought one and immediately got out. Yeah, I... but I, I see. I never grew up with them. I was never. I, I didn't have like a life changing experience in one, like I did with the nine eleven. Uh, or the Mark One VWs. Uh, take our friend Charlie, whose father had one, and this guy has never owned anything other than a BMW, other than this rusty truck that uh, will die in his yard. Yeah, it's never run, so let's not talk. I mean, that doesn't count. That's a that's yeah. a yard ornament. <laughs> right. I just wanted to be you know clear that like he's only owned BMWs other than that other thing. So. So what do you think is the most loyal brand? Like when they, when they did this with Clarkson, uh, he talked about, he goes, once you're in a Mercedes, you're always in a Mercedes, like those kind of people are Jag. You're always going to drive Jag. Um, do you not think BMW is the same way? Oh yeah, for sure. 
definitely. Yeah, because look, if if I grew up around BMWs, like my age, it was the ultimate driving machine. It was, you know, the the Q ship defined, right? Four doors, because they weren't, they, they never really made sports cars. It was always sedans. So we're talking four seaters, sometimes four doors, but a manual, a big, powerful engine up front, rear wheel drive. If, if I grew up with that kind of stuff, it would hard for me to like justify buying like this rear engine thing that is so popular nowadays or, you know, uh, some Italian car that despite how ridiculous the, the bills are and the maintenance and, and insurance and all of this that I'm going to stay loyal to it, right? Like they are sporty cars. And so, you know, E30s are in my heart. I'll probably own another one, but I love cars in general too much to just stick with the yes. same car for my whole life. Uh, and so uh, someday an E30 will come back around. I still have a lot of love for them. But will you, yeah, will you always yeah. have a BMW, Adam? No. <laughs> I guess no. But that's what you grew up with. So that's not true. <laughs> I think half of Adam's cars are run by BMWs. Is that not? Are are we are we close there? Is your what? Rover does it have a BMW engine? Uh, it has a Buick. Or did you engine. go with the less reliable? Oh, you went it with the less Buick reliable engine. one. Yeah. No, I own. I'm happy to say I own more Porsches than anything else. But you know, I'm rich like that. It's no big deal. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't yeah, think one, one's a replica and one's a SUV. They're not. I don't really, think yeah. anyone is a BMW family. I think everyone gets out. I don't think they're that loyal because no, they I they've traded in their identity. They were the ultimate driving machine. They were rear wheel drive only. This is you know we're not gonna be necessarily as luxurious as plush as mercedes but we're definitely gonna be more fun to drive and they took their eye off that ball and started going more tech started going more luxury and then veering off into weird wagon land and then coming back and like okay well we're gonna be electric now and like they completely I, well, lost their identity i have i have a counterpoint to that so like well charlie aside charlie's old school so he's not gonna buy a brand new bmw but I have a friend who is self-employed and he's constantly had a five series. He bought one Mercedes and it was like never again. And he just traded in a, uh, a five series and he actually upgraded to like an eight series grand coupe or whatever, which is really just a fancier seven, like a sportier seven series, which this naming convention that they've got going on is a whole other thing. Grand Coupe, Grand Turismo. Yeah. Who knows? But this guy stay loyal. I think you just kind of have to bounce around. Um, okay, but you're saying he's he's self-employed, i.e. he doesn't get along well with other people, i.e. he's a sociopath. <laughs> so, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> And and you know, yeah, as, Adam, as Adam will tell you, self-employed is very close to unemployed. Uh, is is uh, is is how he likes to describe his lifestyle. Self-employed. What? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Adam's self-employed, right? Yes. Yeah, that's how he describes himself. Yeah. I mean, listen, that trust fund doesn't manage itself. Okay. <laughs> that's why you have people. Yeah. A, a good one will, and a bad one buys you a bunch of crappy cars. <laughs> 
<laughs> we are learning a lot on this pod today. I'm glad you're here, Simon. <laughs> um, what yeah. I really want to know is if I had to choose between the awfulness that is a BMW 5 Series and the awfulness that is a Ferrari 308, which one would I do? Oh, I mean, you're you're going BMW for sure. You're you're broken down less, no. uh, and oh your bills God. are not as painful. Yeah, you guys are not dreamers. It's a shame. It's a shame. Yeah, where's the where's the glamour? Where's the romance? Yeah, yeah. On the side of the road. Yeah, that's fine. That's Waiting okay. for AAA. Yeah, that's fine. That's totally fine. <laughs> I guess that works if you live in Malibu. That's a nice place to be stuck on the side exactly, of the road. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know. If, yeah. I have a very uh, calculated lifestyle. Yeah. 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 All you have to do is be irresponsible. That's the problem with you guys. You guys are too practical. Wait, yeah. which one of you has the trust fund? Because it sounds a lot like you have a not, trust fund. Not, it's irresponsible Malibu Ferrari. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm a cartoonist, quote unquote. Yeah. Okay, that doesn't pay anybody. <laughs> I didn't say it was good. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, speaking of wasting time, I went on YouTube yes. to uh, type in BMW M5, um, or not M5, just five series, and lo and behold, it's a video about the BMW factory that 21 million people have watched a five series being made okay so i go wow. on to youtube i want to watch a thing about five series i want to watch racing i want to watch drifting <laughs> i want to watch all this stuff but no you know what a factory tour is more impressive <laughs> than this it's, car it's not even a tour it's just how it's made it's just this <laughs> you know every time you talk about the most watched youtube video yeah i'm always so wrong because I was thinking Chris Harris sliding around. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's always, something it's exciting and it's always the most boring video out there. Yeah. It's a, it's a Lego built time lapse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a, let's restore a Matchbox car. <laughs> or it's, it's carved out of wood or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. No. Or you can't see it, but I'm shaking my head and I have my hand. In my hand. <laughs> yeah. It's just. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so if you want to see how a um, how it's made, uh, it's it's out there. So I think my next business idea is I'm going to start a YouTube channel where I do nothing but carve butter replicas of cars, <laughs> yeah. and I'll just yeah. rack in the views. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, it's it's, uh, it's the weird yeah, stuff. This was only, this was only four years ago, and it's 21 million views. <laughs> my I think God. It, if you added up every commercial I've ever made, I don't think I'd get to that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing YouTube all wrong, guys. Yeah. I, I'm with yeah. you, Adam. Oh, well. Let me, let me do the reaction video of you cutting butter video. Oh. We'll oh, see yes. which one outperforms, right? If you now can do an about. oil change with butter instead of oil, I think you're going to be on to something. There it's, we go. It's be magic. Yeah. Well, Steve, what did you find in the advertising world for the 5 Series? Well, if you go back far enough, they actually did some pretty great advertising. I got to give BMW yes. credit. Yes, they did. As general, because... we just have to go back before your time, right? Essentially, essentially, yeah. nothing is yeah. well because you you people created the internet and ruined everything. Now, you people, everything. yeah. yeah. <laughs> I uh, hope you mean um... the polls. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just it's it's all the all you Utah folks in the caves all doing CGI. Yeah. Um. They, I mean, there was, there was a, a time for, do you guys remember the hire? 
Yep. If you remember this. So my boy uh, Clive Owen. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. The most underrated man in Hollywood. I don't know if he's underrated, but I guess he's rated. So there's that. Um, but we had a lot of good ones, uh, you know, back in that 70s and 80s, early 90s when the car was just coming out. Um, and so usually what we do, Simon, is I'll read through some of these headlines. And since you're an owner, see if they apply to you. Or you're like, oh, that seems like an M or that seems like a five series. I want to say M5 all the time. So here we go. You ready? Yep. Um, let's see. What's the first? Uh, be one of the fastest 1500 families in America. Thought that was pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, don't. This one's very Adam. Don't reward a life of achievement with an underachieving car. <laughs> <laughs> it gets better. <laughs> now you don't have to trade in your family to get a sports car. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's a good that, one. that appeals to the human trafficking heart of uh, Adam. So I think that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, the sedan that defined performance for a generation of cars unfamiliar with the term. I like the attitude of these. Yeah. Yeah. Ultimate that one, driving that machine. one is way too long. It's too long. Well, that's when we had writers. That's when people could read. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now it's just a logo. Um, here's one coveted by those who are unusually successful. I mean, I feel like Adam has that poster. Yeah, that, that could have been me too, like growing up as like the, you know, the underdog. I'm going to mm-hmm. get a BMW one day. And yeah. Five. And the BMW yeah. 5 Series delivers you to the... Sorry, that was... <laughs> that, that was, was my, definitely that, the dog. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, as inappropriate as it sounded, that was the dog. Um, uh, the BMW 5 Series delivers you to the lap of luxury, lap after lap after lap. It's kind of good. Yeah. Oh, I see what they did there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so some pretty good stuff. Um, the envy of every rearview mirror. I don't mind it. So you know, kudos to BMW advertising in the in the uh, early eighties and nineties. They had some fun stuff. I mean, one thing that like doesn't that was like an unspoken advertisement, I guess, or like an unpaid advertisement. Sabine Schmidt. The ring yeah. taxi, talk mm-hmm. about iconic. I don't know if mm-hmm. that was going to be something that came up. Sure. But, I mean, if that didn't sell, then, you know, I mean, that that was a five series that she took three adults and, you know, had them giggling like kids around this racetrack, if not vomiting, probably both. But, you know. No, that's a great example. Yeah. Do they still have a ring taxi of some sort? I'm sure there is. I um, think, I think so. it's yeah. Yeah. They, I mean, but they have like, all kinds of crazy stuff around the, the, the Nürburgring. You know, yeah. there's buses that drive around it for God's sakes. But yeah. Um, have you guys yeah. been on it? I have twice. Yeah, nice. Two different events. I took a Volkswagen the first time and a BMW the second time. Adam, what about yourself? Uh, I don't go to Europe anymore since the Kaiser was deposed. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Uh, I did it in a, like, race cage Renault Clio. uh, Nice. And um, I was only able to get on the track because it was raining and nobody wanted to go. uh, And I learned why. Because it was fairly terrifying. 
going around that thing in heavy rain <laughs> around that track. Yeah. So, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Um, let's see what else. Some more movies and TV. You want to go through these, Adam? I would love to, uh, plenty of movies and TV. So we will mm-hmm. not talk about them all, but some of the highlights, uh, top gear, of course, uh, several times, uh, we mentioned before BMW series of films slash advertisements done by Guy Ritchie and some others with Clive Owen. That's The Drive and The Star um, that had Madonna in it. Um, the Hire, uh, Mission Impossible, Tommy Cruise driving around in an early five series. Um, this one I loved. It is not an adult film, but the title of the film is Porno Film. <laughs> and it had a five series in it. <laughs> I didn't see what it was rated, but yeah, at most it was an R, which I yeah, think is I hilarious. I um, can you send me the link to that film? I can. I I'll post don't it. Don't want to Google it. Okay. I'll post it. Um, <laughs> pretty much all of German. It's cinema. probably in your history. It's in your history. <laughs> all of it German cinema and TV has five series in it because mm-hmm. they're you know Chevys over there. Um, the TV show Frasier had uh, several instances of a five series. So apparently Frazier drove a five series, which is oh, good a psychiatrist. That makes sense. Yep. Yeah, uh, greatest car chase of all time. Ronan had a five series. Yep. Uh, there's some debate, some shots. It's an M five other shots. It's just a five series. Uh, they obviously use two cars. So it's kind of a little bit of both. Uh, Mythbusters featured a five series once uh, the story based on Steve's life. Dirty rotten scoundrels. Nice. There's a five series. Mm-hmm. Which one am I? Am I the am I Steve Martin? <laughs> you wish. You wish. <laughs> you wish. We didn't choreograph that. <laughs> You're the uh, wealthy woman people scam. Nice, nice. Well, here's Adam speaking of Gone in 60 Seconds, right? <laughs> yep, that's right. Uh, Wheeler Dealers did an episode, uh, True Blood. Uh, and this, this is a couple of great titles. Uh, when <laughs> when good ghouls go bad, I think I'm going to watch that tonight. Yeah. And, after the porno film. <laughs> and after porno film. And the movie Killer Man. One word. It's yeah. not Batman. It's not Superman. It's Killer Man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there, I'm amazed you didn't mention the, and I don't know if this counts because they might be M5s, but the car chase in the original Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Do you remember that? Uh, I also don't watch Brad Pitt movies after the Kaiser was deposed. Oh, so. Come on, Simon, help me out. You're cultured. <laughs> there was like uh, there was like three uh, five series, and they all had little like stripes on them, like Adam likes. <laughs> oh, I do like that. Yeah. No, unfortunately, like now I want to see it. Cause I'm not a you know. It's it's a pretty good Brad scene. Pitt. You got Angelina Jolie in there, so um, I have to watch it again. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a famous and they get all shot up and destroyed. It's nice. Um, there was also a link that I always try and find for Adam, Adam. But unfortunately, it's an M5, but it was a Ferrari 308 being followed by a five series. And when I say followed, obviously, the lawyer was very upset of being stuck behind this Ferrari in the whatever canyon they were in. But um, I found that for you, Adam. Uh, whenever you say something was following the 308, I just assuming, you know, they're figuring it's going to break down and they're there for the driver to mm-hmm. pick them up. Mm-hmm. It's a chase car. Yeah. <laughs> like the space shuttle. <laughs> uh, looking around for celebrities that have owned a 5 Series, actually really difficult. I think, you know, a lot of people either get the M5 or realistically a 7 Series or even an M3. So not a lot. I did find one. Um, Sean Patrick Flannery. This would be one of the stars of Boondock Saints and not much else. 
Um, I had to look up who this person was, <laughs> yeah. so I don't know if he's a celebrity, but there we are. That's the only one I could find that owns a 5 Series, and he got it passed down to him from his dad. So he didn't really buy it. Nice. Yeah. I don't. If you're any kind of celebrity, you're not in a 5 Series. It makes no sense. You earn your way to a 5 Series. You don't just go out and say, I've made it and buy a 5 Series. No, because then you buy a 7 Series if you made it. Exactly, yes. <laughs> Steve, what did you find in the forums? Um, well, what I wanted to do is, and for, first of all, Simon, what forum do you go into to find stuff? What do you use for your 5 Series? I, I used uh, M5 board for mine, but Beamer Forums is a great one. That's uh, probably more traffic. Um, Bim, what is it called? Bimmer Friends? Beamer Forums, yeah. Okay. Um, I went in one and I found what type of person drives a 5 Series. Oh, uh, man. Oh, yeah. It was, um, they use the word classy a lot, which I, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> the other interesting thing was, is it got, I wouldn't say it got um, pretty heated. It was all in good fun. I, I have to, I have to say, there's some pretty good humor in here. Um, but is this a Democrat or Republican car? What do you guys think? Oh, yeah, mm. yeah. I'm gonna say Republican. It feels a little bit more Republican to me too, because it's it's like and... you're trying to exude wealth, right? Okay. Okay. Um. He was saying that the uh, the typical five series buyer is a Republican with the twenty game boxy package at Yankee Stadium, who lives in a five bedroom colonial home with an in ground pool, who dabbles in pork options and smokes off label Cuban Cuban cigars. That's pretty good. That's <laughs> I pretty think good. I think that nailed it. <laughs> I was like, wow, well, okay, I got to give him a little bit of credit for that. Yeah. So, um, but but you think this is a Republican car? Barely, it's tough, but I think yeah. barely, yeah. Okay, okay. Like historically, more towards historically, yeah, I think it leans more yeah. that way. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. if you're playing golf, you're probably yeah. Okay. Uh, what else do we have? Uh, I think it's time to, to go into trailer? our picks, and then we can talk about values. With okay. Our picks. Okay. Um, Adam, you want to go first? I would love to go first because I have the best pick of all. Um, obviously if you're looking at a five series and there's something wrong with your brain, uh, the one you want is a 2003. This is the E39. If that, whatever that means, uh, you want a 2003 540i because it comes in manual V8 manual lightweight aluminum construction. This was a a big revolutionary shift for BMW, just the whole chassis, everything about it. This was a much more modern car. This is theoretically the best five series they ever made. Um, and this is the one you want. Not true. Simon, go ahead. Not. Yeah. I, yeah, I would like to agree with you, but you're wrong. It's BMW. It has to be an inline six. I want to go with the E34, but I had one. I want to go old school a little bit more and say E28. 535 is with the sport package your there's your hooligan car that's what, the winner what year is that 86 87 you know you got the the m30 motor as god intended big six five speed limited slip diff you're sliding anywhere you want and you can take the family with you yeah you know and in the two weeks a year that that works, it's going to be a lot of fun. 
the Listen, two weeks friends, you're allowed to see your family. <laughs> the, that M30, that M30 will be out there when the apocalypse strikes, and it'll still be running, and it'll be purring smooth as silk with that inline six. Steve, what do you think? Well, so again, I take this very seriously, and in an important brand like this. Um, I reached out to people who had these cars and are BMW aficionados because I don't want to give bad information on here. Um, No, you've always strived for accuracy. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Essentially. Well, I want to start with a question first. I feel like you're describing my car now then. (laughs) Right. First is what about um, sedan versus wagon on these things? Where do you guys stand? Wagon. I I definitely see if Adam had said a wagon with the six speed. Yeah. I might've said he was right, but he chose the sedan, which is why he's wrong. Oh, interesting. Okay. So I got a lot of, uh, from, from the, um, uh, the racers of the group and these are not like Adam, like these are people that have actually done a race series and completed it and didn't come in 11th. So I reached out to them and they said, the only uh, version of this five series is a wagon and you'd want to go like a touring wagon. Yeah. Because they want to haul tires around. I'm, I'm race just, car you know, I'm sharing a My race perspective. Is, this doesn't match you at all. You have to <laughs> haul around a horse. Hang on, hang on. I'm, I'm getting to what my choice is. I'm just sharing some information with, 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 you, make you know, me so angry. I know, I know. So you know what? As a listener, I get very angry at both of you guys. So <laughs> yeah, you guys exactly. are doing your job. Yeah. You're doing it perfectly. What about um, the E34? Any love for that one out of you guys? My my choice would have been a Daytona Violet E34 M5 in the wagon with the 3.8, but that's not a five series according to you guys yeah we're sticking with the five series so like uh, right yeah okay um interesting i okay. would do engine swaps because i'm like a nuthead like oh that. wow so okay e34 525 but with an s52 swapped in so you got the bigger engine and a manual wagon that's mwah. Amazing. So, are you a, a V8 person? What do you? Are you not doing the ten? What do you? Nah, nah. BMW has to have an inline six. Inline That's six. What it's okay. All okay. Yeah. Not the V8. Okay. Not the V8. Okay. All right. All right. So these all seem like well-researched answers. And really, what you want to do, if you really want to stand out, is you got to go Gran Turismo. I don't know. You guys have seen oh these. Oh my god. And it's it's the only car that's really going to guarantee you to make the BMW owner look good when they get out. And that's really <laughs> what it's about. The so. ugliest car BMW ever made, and that's saying a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But have you seen their owners? I think it's just, it's it's it does everything you need, and it's rare. You're not going to see many of them around. So that's Wait, what did you, you did you say which generation of this? Because it I would sounds go, like an F I would or go, a G. I would go 2009, probably. Yeah, but I mean, I'm open to the year. Do you have a preference? Oh, no, because the Gran Turismo's are all wrong. Those are all just. <laughs> but it does everything. It does everything. 2009. So what you just so said. Yeah, that's F. The best five series is a six series. That's actually a seven series. 
Because that's kind of what those things are. Yeah, you just mash They're them confused. one to one. There's too many BMWs on the road. We could just get rid of all the numbers and you make one. Wait, like once, Steve, you're wrong. But Simon's critique makes no sense because he wants to do all sorts of engine swaps with different ones. So that's a, this is why I stuck with that's a portmanteau as well. Like, I'm the only one that chose the car that came out of the factory as God intended. What are you talking that's about? That's the right one. I right? picked the Grand Tourismo. I wouldn't touch a thing. I wanted just as the, as the factory intended. I watched a, the video. It's yeah. a BMW. You wouldn't touch it at all. all the time at the dealership as the factory intended yes yeah, exactly all right. probably where it stays yeah. let's get on to our topics uh the impact on the of the five series on the car industry and on popular culture simon i'll let you get first swipe um so there's a, what should be the top ranked bmw video is chris harris talking about his love of the e28 with the inline six with the five speed sliding around. There's a perfect, uh, like, I don't know where ad falls into like cinema, but like there's a cinematic shot of him sliding around and the little center cap comes flying off and just dancing in slow motion next to the car. The E28 is where BMW became a true sports sedan. And when you thought, I want a sports sedan, E28 is where it came from. So, sorry, you guys. So you're saying you're saying big impact, yeah, yeah. Okay, I okay. think that's when it became defined. That was probably when they first started calling like sports sedans. Even though Alfa Romeo Giulia Super is really where it came out. Um, but yes, like that's only if you're a nerd like me, you know that. When when people think sports sedan, they think BMW Five Series. And it started yep. with the E28. Do you think they think of Chris Harris? Only if you're a nerd like me. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The, the nerds right now like want to hug me and high five yeah. me. Yeah. Oh no. Just yeah. Put me up on their shoulders. All right, Adam, you're up. What do you think? Uh, I've been around the block enough to know that I don't want the nerds to touch me at all. They smell bad. <laughs> um, impact on the car industry. I think it was. You know, it's this in the E-Class that yeah. set the tone for mid-sized luxury. And it was if they've always been a pair and they've always been kind of duking it out. So it's kind of it's up there with that. But it's also always shadowed by the Mercedes popular culture. I think very little. It's a car. Oh, a I don't think that's true. I, don't okay. think, I think I think this defined. The five series define like yuppies, culture, Wall Street, 80s, 90s. I feel like that know. was three series, but okay. Mm -mm, too small. Too small. Okay. Yeah. Because you were taking clients, you were going to dinners, you were going to, you know, it's it was a five series. And and I think it, you know, when the five series came out, like for the longest time it was sold out like every year, right? I mean, it's done very, very well for them. And I think it's it's still the like you know, flagship car. Uh, so I think it had a huge, like, I don't know about on culture, but it would just became, if somebody had a five series, you were like, wow, you've done it. Yeah. He's doing. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. I think, uh, popular perception of the five series versus reality. We'll probably have to do our, each of our individual picks for this one. 
Uh, so, Simon, what's the popular perception of your really old rust bucket versus reality? Oh, I think everyone just thinks that they're dead on the road. But the reality is these things are German cars from the 80s. They're going to run forever. And this will take your whole family forever. Steve? That's, yeah. I think people look at this car and think, what were they thinking? And in fact, it's probably finally made a useful BMW. So I think the reality <laughs> if, is if it's I kind can, of an underrated Steve. bargain. It's essentially, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Google to see what the heck this 2009 Gran Turismo 5 Series looks like. Wow. Yeah. It's BMW. Hideous. <laughs> it's it's hideous. Now, granted, they're not making them anymore, so you need to hurry. Um, it had a very short, it a very short life, but that's like that with a lot of same with the Mira wasn't around very long, you know, very similar thing. Yeah. Did you, when that did first you came, compare a Gran Turismo five? When that first came out, people were like, cars. "This is terrible." When it first came out, and now people are like, "You know, I need one of those." So Ferrari people have never understood design. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? Popular perception of my generation my car is it was the greatest five series ever made and that's reality it's freaking perfect it's simple enough to run forever uh but modern enough to still be fun and not just all rattles and squeaks and that's where you're wrong because the timing chains on those are ticking time bombs on the v8 yeah it's fine change it once you'll be fine Uh, you taking your Gran Turismo on a date, Steve, or is she just going to vomit outside? <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, I think this absolutely like if I really like this person and I'm, and I'm nesting, I'm going to take this GT and there, I mean, yeah. Cause it looks like so many possibilities. Of course. <laughs> yeah. This is... mm -hmm. It says I don't I don't care what I look like, and I'm confident. Don't that's worry, your entire is. life says that, Steve. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> no one's ever been scared that you. I am not worried. You are not worried about your manlyhood if you're driving a Gran Turismo. That's what it says. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. For sure. <laughs> what about you guys? You taking your cars on dinner dates? Ready to go. My, uh, I'm taking the whole family. Everyone's having a good old time. I would yeah. definitely take a date in my classic BMW. If, if it made it, right? It'll make it. How dare you? <laughs> now, is yours straight piped? V8 Sing? Oh, um, my, my Gran Turismo? That, no, no, no. Uh, uh. No, no. The 540i six-speed. Because every time that might change the date a little. Every time I go into modifications and and plans like that steve always gets very angry so i no longer say no. how i would modify the car i just say what i would buy so we, can do, we no go ahead this is i mean nobody's listening at this point go ahead <laughs> it's a v8 i'm gonna do some fun things with the exhaust absolutely yeah of course i can enhance the date yeah, I can. You know, I don't want to hear anybody. Oh, no. Okay. All right. Quick shout out, people. If you're looking for dating tips, we've got one. What What do I need to do to this car? <laughs> I mean, heck, I think I'm the only one that needs this, right? 
Well, you're you're buying one of ours is what you're first doing. You're not buying the Gran Turismo. No, no. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, you heard it here first. Yeah. Um, hero or villain car? Oh, mine's a hero car. Are you kidding me? Yeah. It is so ugly that yes, it is probably yeah. a plucky hero car. Yeah. 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 You, can't, you can't be bad in that in mine. Like <laughs> you're not intimidating anybody in that. Yeah. Car. Like in Wayne's yeah. world, uh-huh. when they're driving around in a gremlin, this is the same thing. Yeah, exactly. I'm non-threatening. <laughs> I'm non-threatening. You guys are like, oh my gosh, he's got an offshore account. That's totally what oh, that we're, is. we're definitely villains. Yeah. We're mm-hmm. definitely villains. Yeah, that's great. I'll take that. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Future classic. Will it hold its value? Steve, you're out of the running here. Absolutely not. <laughs> in fairness, mine was made in very low numbers, which we know is a direct path to value. Um, and also a very unique look. So I think I think the I, correct way to phrase that is was sold in very low amount of numbers. Yeah. That's okay. Your car is like the German equivalent of a Pontiac Aztec. So to like unique? certain people maybe it will become a classic, but for all the wrong reasons. I think this would be an amazing rally car choice. If we could just take it a little rally spec. If you're talking about a car that I can buy on the cheap and I don't care about burning to the ground, then yes, sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um, future classic, mine absolutely hold its value. That's a little tougher. They're pretty cheap to buy, which we will go into. Um, actually, let's do that now. Uh, yeah. What is how much is it going to cost to get into each of these cars? I have found a 2003 manual in not necessarily in the area, but anyway, for sale right now. You are looking f- at anywhere between fifteen thousand and twenty thousand dollars for a 2000 a 2003 car, which is pretty good for that old of a car. It's twenty years twenty years old, still twenty k. That's got to be mint condition because that's dancing on, on like M5 money of that generation. Sure. Yeah. These are, I mean, I'm avoiding all the ones that say, you know, eight owners, one accident. Right. You can also get them for like five grand and they're straight piped and salvage title. You can get the smaller engine ones for five grand all day. The V6 yeah. or inline, whatever it is, like, yeah, the, the six cylinders are five grand all day. But for the V8 and it, there's a big bump for the manual. That's really what the bump is about. But uh, Steve, what does uh, your orangutan cost? Well, you know, again, <laughs> orangutans also rare. Uh, that's a good. That's a good metaphor for these. Um, <laughs> there are a, a robust used market, um, depending on the spec. You know, like if you want a lighter white or darker gray. Um, you know, you can. There's some with about 140,000 miles on it that you can get for about eight grand. You know, there's probably a little wiggle room in there. So I would say in general, mm, probably about 12 grand if you want one with a little less mileage on it. These cars were driven, by the way. These are driver's cars. If you look at the mileage. Uh, I mean, there's I a difference between the car was driven and it's a driver's car. <laughs> I don't know what Cameras you're talking about. Are driven too. <laughs> Every single the, one of these Gran Turismos I ever saw what? was driven these, by an elderly person. These are not trailer queens like your guys' cars. They're not going to. These are these are for enthusiasts. Look yeah. at the mileage. Yours aren't queens at all. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably in some trailers, though. <laughs> uh, Simon, what do you think? Uh, I'd say 
the value of mine is probably right around yours, maybe even more. Yeah. Uh, but mine's newer, so I win. Uh, it, by the way, if you want a brand new five series, they're starting at about sixty grand. Um, obviously, you're not going to get into one for that. Uh, you're probably looking at seventy-five if you want a brand new five series. The uh, electric versions come in at sixty-seven grand, starting. Well, thank you. Um, okay, yeah. and then. Could the 5 Series be made by another brand? We know it is. It's called the E-Class. And is it better? This one's for you guys. I mean... Um, I really don't think so. Well, nerd tidbit, if I can go off on a slight tangent. Oh, yeah. Do it. Please. All right. Cool. So the, the newest E39 M5 that was more modern is a Kia. Because... Kia plucked the BMW M designer or whatever chief engineer, and suddenly Kias became very good. Twin turbo sixes and. Uh, well, yeah. this is this is so, a, yes. this is a hot take. So, if you want to get into a fast BMW, buy a Kia. Is that what we're yes. looking at? Oh, yep. This is. I'm so glad you're. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad you're here. This is the best thing ever. <laughs> Oh man! So what? Why? And then they use a designer. Is that what happened? What? I think it was the chief, like the chief engineer um, or chief development guy. I, I don't know exactly what the title was, but I just know the guy who like single handedly made the M generations, which I think are the last of the best M's, E39 and um, E46. Kia took him, and then suddenly all the Kias became really good rear-wheel drive, powerful sports sedans. So, yeah. So Kia is now making the modern uh, 5 Series. Awesome. Uh, I, can, I cannot, uh, <laughs> cannot wait to use this tidbit of information. This is great. <laughs> this, is, this is, yeah, this is my favorite part. You can come back next week, Simon. Yeah, and Ben's E-Class is not at all the company who made them. Yeah. If you know you know who else made five series? Because uh, they put a yes, V eight that's into right. a four door rear wheel drive. That's right. That's where you want to compare them. Yeah, but you can not only buy that the in one automatic country. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just I like that the best version of the five series is in Australia or a Kia. So I think yes. that's great. yeah. Okay. Yep. Well, you heard it here first, people. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I, despite all the trash talk we've had, I think the E class doesn't have any more soul than the five series. I mean, it's probably excluding the Chris Bangle era. You know, the East, the E class is just as forgettable as any five series. Like, I think the five series is probably slightly better. But I mean, not as for a sedan. No way. Because they're all slush boxes. Yeah, name, I think the, the, five, the 5 Series Mercedes is better. with the manual, yeah. I think the 5 Series is better pretty much across the board. For sure. Yeah. No. Yep, that's no. going to piss off my brother a lot, which Mer I'm very much looking forward I'm to. Until BMW for. is yeah. more successful in Formula 1, they're never going to be better than Mercedes. That's Wow. That's, <laughs> that's a weird thing for a Ferrari person to be saying, but all right. Uh, 
does the car live up to its advertisements? I think so. I thought I thought they did some great stuff. I'll yep. always like the BMW Drive Series and all that stuff they did back when we got CD-ROMs. Yeah. Okay, gentlemen, right. com- complaints about your picks or missed opportunities with them? I will go first. Uh, my generation, they're really happy to proclaim this. I think it's a negative. Uh, this was the first generation of the angel eyes look with headlights, and I could just live without that. Yeah. I think for me, it's like explaining culture to someone that I'm going to always have to explain to like why mine is the best looking BMW. And that would probably get exhausting over time, I'd say. Biggest complaints for me is that we <laughs> didn't get them exactly how they were designed in Europe. And that was just uh, a thing of regulations and easily fixed in the aftermarket. So. Oh, interesting. Are you keeping an eye on anything as, as time marches on to import? Uh, yeah, a VW Lupo, but that's a, a story for another episode. Oh, we haven't done that car yet. There's <laughs> of only course one we generation. haven't done a Lupo. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, oh, I'm already in love. Look at that's basically, oh, wow. Modern that's... Rabbit GTI, you know. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, we're, we're doing that next week. What are you doing next week, Simon? <laughs> hey bring me back on i can nerd out about that car too this looks oh this would this would make adam irate this is great yeah okay and that makes that puts a smile on my face yeah same here um where do you drive your car and as the owner what do you do for a living you guys want me to go first because you're probably excited i'm dying to hear yeah. what you have to say you're Steve. retired yeah. you're retired but i mean like Whoa. 85 years old retired not retired early <laughs> wow so um i've just gotten into real estate um i drive it on the weekends because it fits all my little signs in the back uh so that's what i'm, I'm driving because i do a lot of open houses i'm not i'm kind of like the third person on the deal i'm not like the broker but i'm doing a lot of like real estate um, that's, and then, but that's what I do on the weekends for a living. I'm probably still working in, um, probably in marketing during the week. Yeah. Adam, you go. Uh, all right. I have what is widely regarded as the best BMW of all time. So, but I also don't have a lot of money cause I spent 20 grand on it. Um, I think it's my only car, which we'll get to later, but I think I'm trying to become a BMW influencer. And this was the only oh. way I could do. I'm on TikTok. Mm. I have opinions about BMWs that I share in 15 second clips three times a day, seven days a week. And that's what I do for a living. And you probably participate in the sideshows in LA. I, I the street takeovers. Yeah. Uh, Statute of limitations <laughs> isn't up on that. I can't really discuss uh, that. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That would be amazing. I could, <laughs> oh, man, it's like that idiot abroad show just to send Adam to one of those things. <laughs> <laughs> Simon, what yeah. do you do for I, a living? Yeah. Engineer, I design boring widgets. Mm. Uh, and so driving this car to and from work reminds me of why I do what I do and why I'm still in this profession as much as I hate it. Because I, I get to maintain this awesome little car. I can take it anywhere I want. It 
scratches you know people don't don't understand why i drive this old car even though i make way more money than i need to buy something like this okay so yeah. simon drives his to work on fridays i drive mine to sideshows and steve drives his to estate sales yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's that kind There's of works. bmw ownership in a nutshell right yeah. covered all three generations yeah Steve, can I get you to trade your current vehicle for a Gran Turismo? It has enough room for the dog. What do you think? It doesn't. Um, I'm surprised this didn't make your list last year. They're very hard to find. They're not that easy to find. People hold on to them. They're not letting them go. Uh, (laughs) No, they're unable to sell them. (laughs) (laughs) And um, so what happened with this car, unfortunately is that the way they designed it is that it's it's just for it's such a you know niche kind of tiny little target is that there's really not that much space in the back so when i when i looked into it i was like oh you can't really put anything in the back of there like a large horse so the answer would i trade it i mean i i have no desire to ever drive a bmw (laughs) um, that's the main hurdle um but yeah no i'm not trading anything for this car simon i know you just sold the bmw i3 that you owned um interested in getting into a five series uh yeah i i nearly like i mentioned i I bought a new daily driver i almost bought one of those sub five thousand dollar cars you were just talking about but i didn't oh yeah um i would completely trade my 2002 for an e39 5 series tomorrow really oh absolutely yeah for sure is it because your 2002 really isn't working how dare you okay how dare you yeah would you paint this new bmw like uh primer (laughs) it's not my car isn't primer (laughs) it's silver it's polaris silver Uh, now would i put on like a turbo body kit and make it look all frankenstein-y like my car yeah that'd be kind of interesting um but yeah i would definitely you you found a car that i would trade for steve congratulations oh okay all right right. this excites me this is rare Uh, and the the prices are about right you know the 2002s are 15 to 20 mine's probably 15 i can get into one of these five series for 15 to 20 so probably 20 so yeah this is about right you think your 2002 is worth 15 grand do i think that no but the market does (laughs) like what do you have in the how many kilos are in the trunk to get <laughs> wow. Um, well, unlike your 308, my value has actually been going up over the last five years. So I'm sorry to tell mm. you, it's, it's gotten pretty expensive. Well, when you start so low, there's only one way to go. Yeah, that's fair. That's right. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, gentlemen, we've been talking for quite a while. It's time for closing arguments. Um, this is your final chance to make your pitch for why your five series is the best. Uh, Simon, it's up to you if you'd like to go first or go last. What would you like to do? Uh, I'll, I'll kick it off. That's fine. All right. Okay. You have a couple minutes of uninterrupted time. I, I don't need much, my friends. Ultimate Driving Machines started was defined by the E28. It's defined by this driver-centric position that you're in. It's wife, kids, they're in the car, but they're not involved. They're along for the ride. This is the best one. This is the original one. There's no sophomore slump. There's no, like, comeback tour album there's none of that stuff they did it right from the beginning and that's why that's the best one all right adam do it i'll let's end strong you go first 
all of the preteens in the forums agree the E39 is the best generation of the 5 series. The community agrees with me. The best version of that is the 540i. It's a V8. The whole car is aluminum. You get 291 horsepower. It's a little baby M5. This is as good as it gets. It is new enough to be reliable, old enough to not be too complicated. It is good looking and sedate. This is it. This is the best 5 Series ever got. Steve? I think the biggest thing with driving a BMW is that everyone always assumes that you're a horrible person, right? That's the that's the brand image. I feel attacked. Um, that it's 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 Wall Street. It's Gordon Gecko. It's I got my bonus. I got my mistress. I'm you know whatever it is you know private island with people on it and blah blah blah. Right. My choice says confidence. I'm not hiding anything. It has Gran Turismo in the title of the car, so it makes me sound racy. Um, cause I'd have to explain what that is to everyone. I can fit stuff in it. I'm ready to go. It just, it's going to have everyone else looking at you despite your height or your hairline instead of your car, which is the BMW to have. All right, gentlemen, uh, <laughs> yeah. Steve, that's the ugliest car I've ever seen. Um, that is it for this week. Simon, thank you for joining us. It was tons you of fun. You were great. Glad to thank be here, so gentlemen. We appreciate Love it. I have out. no intentions of speaking about the Lupo next week. Oh, we totally are. <laughs> Simon, can you just do it with me? You can just do it with me, Simon. I don't need Adam. Let's do this. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I miss Warren. We we got to have Warren oh. back on soon. <laughs> can we have four people on a pod? Can we do that? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. We never, uh, no, we have a couple times. And get a bunch of Volkswagen geeks on here and let's geek out on people. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have to say geek and Volkswagen? Isn't no, it? it's the same <laughs> thing. It's a double soon, negative. Right? <laughs> a double Just negative. like I don't need to say bring your vape pen, you know? Like, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, thank you, Simon. That was awesome. Adam, thanks for making the three of us. Um, and I will see you guys next week. All right. Thanks, guys. See you later.